the end zone, has a man open, touchdown, Justin Blackman. Welcome into another edition of Locked On Pokes. I'm your host, Colby Powell. Glad to be with you on this Thursday. Thursdays, usually a little bit of a slower day. Not as much going on on Thursdays. You know, you're you're kind of past the midweek basketball. Not quite to football yet. We've already heard from Mike Gundy, all that good stuff. Thursdays are usually a little bit slower. Not the case today. We've got a lot to get to today. The Spencer Sanders injury, what to expect from Drew Brown. Also, the rumors uh, surrounding his availability. Was he injured at practice this week? There are some rumors going around there. Cowboy basketball team got a commitment just here within the last hour. Uh, So we've got a ton to get to in today's episode of Locked on Pokes. This is part of the Locked on Podcast Network, uh, the number one local sports daily podcast network in the country. If you call yourself an Oklahoma State Cowboy fan, you need to be Locked on Pokes. All right, hit me up on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes. Uh, Let me know. We always do score predictions. I take score predictions on Thursdays, read them on Fridays. I, I don't know how to predict the score now to Oklahoma State's game against West Virginia on Saturday. You remember yesterday I told you that this game, to me, had a a 31-20 type feeling. I I don't know now without uh, Spencer Sanders, Drew Brown being the guy. If you haven't heard, and I'm sure you have, it's all over the place, uh, there were rumors floating around. It started yesterday that Spencer Sanders had surgery on his thumb and would be out the rest of the season, and everybody was just kind of waiting for someone in the know to report this, to, to make it known that Spencer Sanders did, in fact, uh, have surgery on that injured thumb. And then Dusty Dvorak came out at around 11.30 today and said that he had heard that surgery did take place and that he would be out the next couple of games. The bowl game still a possibility. You never know. But it is now Drew Brown's time. This is, you know, when Drew Brown transferred in from Hawaii, and I talked about this actually earlier in the week on Monday or Tuesday before we knew Spencer Sanders was going to be out this week. I talked about how incredibly tough it must be for Drew Brown to sit around and, and just have to watch. You know, when he transferred to Oklahoma State, he transferred with the red shirt year and a full year of availability of eligibility left and he was unable to beat out Taylor Cornelius last year and then he was unable to beat out Spencer Sanders this year for the job so his last two years of collegiate football turned into sitting and watching and I I can't imagine how difficult that's been for him well now it's his time as far as the rumors that he suffered an injury at practice uh, I'll say this I would be shocked if Drew Brown didn't play for a couple of reasons. One, uh, nothing substantive has come that has come out about um, about Drew Brown's injury at practice. Uh, whether it's a lingering injury on that hand, uh, whatever the case may be, nothing substantial has come out about it. Uh, no real news. Also, I, I would have to imagine that unless he was really hurt, I mean, I mean, just really too hurt to play. This is a guy who's been waiting two years for this moment to be the starter at Oklahoma State. He's waited two years, and now he gets to play two games. 
I just think that if he is able to walk and grip a football, Drew Brown will be out there because this is why he came to Oklahoma State, and this is now his last chance. He has no more eligibility. He will not be back. He will move on into the real world and become an accountant or, or you know, an insurance salesman, whatever he decides to do with his life. He will not be playing any more football uh, after these next next few games for Oklahoma State. So I would imagine that Drew Brown will be out there. Uh, also, I've kind of been keeping an eye on this line throughout the day, the point spread for this game. Currently sits at five and a half. Right now, uh, it is, I'm recording this at about 145, is, is whenever I started here, 145 on this Thursday. The point spread's five and a half. It's been seven most of the week uh, as the rumors started to kind of circulate. I checked it about 10 o'clock this morning. Oklahoma State was a six and a half point favorite at about 10 o'clock this morning. And then I checked again at about 145, and Oklahoma State is now a five and a half point favorite. If, if Drew Brown ends up not playing, that will drastically skew the line in this game, uh, and, and it will make it, you know, West Virginia can maybe even become a favorite at that point if, uh, if both of the quarterbacks for Oklahoma State are out. Now, what does this mean for Oklahoma State's offense? Obviously, what Spencer Sanders gives you is that dual threat, and, and he opens a lot of things up for Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard is phenomenal, but it certainly helps to have Spencer Sanders forcing defenders to be honest because that's what Spencer does. He forces those guys on the edge, the defensive ends, the collapsing linebackers who might be on the outside uh, and anticipating a pass uh, and, and coming up the field a little bit too far. So all these guys, it forces them to, to not just completely collapse and sell out for Chuba Hubbard because if you do that, Spencer Sanders can beat you for 15 or 20 around the edge. Now with no Spencer Sanders, I would imagine what West Virginia is going to do on Saturday. They're going to load the box. They're going to run blitz. They're going to do everything possible to stop Chuba Hubbard, and they're going to force Drew Brown to throw the ball around a little bit. And, and that doesn't mean that Oklahoma State can't have any success offensively. Drew Brown is not some true freshman who has no business being on the football field. Drew Brown despite losing the job to Spencer Sanders, is a veteran guy. He started 25 games when, he's at, when he was at Hawaii. He's been in three games this year. This year for Oklahoma State, he's 13 of 18 uh, for 223 yards, total passing, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, now that's been over three games. If he could do that in one game this Saturday against West Virginia, that would be absolutely phenomenal. But in 2016, uh, as a sophomore at Hawaii, he completed 62% of his passes for nearly 2,500 yards. 19 touchdowns to seven picks. So did a good job taking care of the ball. In 13 games, he threw seven picks. And then in 2017, as a junior at Hawaii, he completed about 62% of his passes for almost 2,800 yards uh, and had 18 touchdowns to eight interceptions. So what does that tell us about Drew Brown? He takes care of the ball. He's not a turnover-prone guy, which is going to be huge because I think what this Spencer Sanders injury does, I think this really puts pressure on the Oklahoma State defense to continue to play as well as they've played the last few weeks. I think that this is going to be a grinded out football game. I don't think either team is going to, you know, be trying to get in the 40s here. I think this is a game that's very likely decided in the 20s, which is often not the case in the Big 12 Conference. But 
You consider, uh, obviously, West Virginia's moved on to another quarterback for different reasons because their guy wasn't getting the job done. That was the case with Austin Kendall. And then Oklahoma State now having to move from Spencer Sanders to Drew Brown due to injury. You've got a couple of quarterbacks now. Uh, Jarrett Dagey has started all of one game for West Virginia. Drew Brown has yet to start a game for Oklahoma State despite being in the program now for a couple of years. The over-under on this game is 55. So that's a a 28-27 type game or... Or if you're looking at the five-and-a-half-point spread, that's a 31-24 type game, something like that, if you think Oklahoma State would still be able to cover there. So uh, I, I do think that this game will be decided in the 20s. I would lean pretty heavily toward the under in this game. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that there's going to be many points scored at all. I haven't checked the weather yet in Morgantown, which is probably something I should do. Uh, I'll do that in the break before I come back, check the weather, uh, see what it's going to be like, see if that's going to have any impact. But this is – This is a huge wrench in the tire for Oklahoma State, and maybe they are able to go out and get it done against West Virginia on – on Saturday, it certainly makes it a lot tougher. But what this really does is it just kills Oklahoma State for Bedlam. You really felt like Spencer Sanders was evolving, and with the way Oklahoma has played the last couple of weeks, you felt like maybe that door had been opened a little bit for Bedlam. And uh, look, I'm not trying to take anything away from Drew Brown, but there's a reason Spencer Sanders was the starter. Spencer Sanders brings that element with his legs that makes Oklahoma State's offense that much tougher to defend. It uh, it's going to be tough for Oklahoma. State, especially against Oklahoma, as well as this weekend against West Virginia. I need to take a break, come back on the other side, continue to talk about this quarterback situation uh, in Stillwater. Spencer Sanders, again, done for the year. He had surgery on that thumb, the right thumb on his throwing hand, uh, which of Spencer Sanders, 10 fingers, the thumb on the throwing hand is by far the most important. So uh, that surgery will render him out for the next couple of games. Maybe he's back in time for the bowl game. Maybe he isn't. Uh, Either way, he's the future at Oklahoma State. Uh, and he definitely built something these last few games in Stillwater. So uh, you, you can at least go into the offseason if you're Spencer Sanders, knowing that hopefully that Texas Tech game and that Baylor game were the outlier, and now you can move forward and be an even better quarterback next season. All right, we're going to take a break, continue to talk about this quarterback situation. Uh, what can Oklahoma State do offensively with Drew Brown? We'll talk about that. Also, uh, Oklahoma State has gotten another Texas Titan commit uh, to Mike Boynton's 2020 class. Now three of the Texas Titans, which of course is the AAU team that uh, Cade Cunningham and Rondell Walker played for. We'll talk about that. I want to talk a little cowgirl soccer today as well before all hell broke loose. So if we have time at the end today, we'll talk about that. I still haven't had a chance to talk about this week's college football playoff rankings, which I also wanted to get into. Uh, So much to get to, so stay with me. Don't go away. This is Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked on Pokes. Busy Thursday here for Oklahoma State as Spencer Sanders has been ruled out for the rest of the season after he had surgery on his injured thumb. Remember, Mike Gundy on Monday said that Spencer Sanders was out there with the team. Sunday evening had a wrap on the thumb. And if you'll remember, and I don't know what it looked like on TV, I was at the game. I'm sure some of you were as well. And they showed in that third quarter uh, on the, the Jumbotron, the big one, you could see that Spencer Sanders had a pretty healthy wrap on that right kind of base of his hand and wrist going up over his thumb. You could tell that that thing was wrapped up 
pretty good. And, and at that point, you kind of think, yeah, okay, I, I don't really know how bad this is, but it is the thumb on the throwing hand. So it is, like I said, the most important of the 10 fingers for a quarterback. And uh, it really is a shame because Spencer Sanders and the improvement that he has shown throughout this season, he, you know, the Oregon State game, he really put high expectations on himself. Uh, and then he comes out, and to start conference play, he just didn't look very good, you know. They they lose the Texas game, not all his fault. The red zone play calling, goal-to-go play calling, not great. Uh, but Spencer wasn't phenomenal in that game by any means. He was just kind of average. And then, I mean, just everything. The wheels completely fall off in Lubbock. Uh, same thing, home game against Baylor. You're up 20-10 to 10 in the third quarter. Uh, you're tied at 27 in the fourth quarter. All of a sudden... Spencer Sanders can no longer hold on to the football. It's just turnover on top of turnover, and they lose that game. But since then, something had really clicked with Spencer Sanders where he had stopped turning the ball over. Uh, he, he was making the smart play. He no longer had the bailout in, in Tylen Wallace. And that's why I think Tylen Wallace was for Spencer Sanders. Look, Tylen Wallace is an elite wide receiver. So – when all else fails, just sling it out to Tylen. And I think that maybe that was preventing Spencer Sanders from going through his reads and maybe even developing a little bit as a quarterback. Tylen Wallace goes out uh, in the offensive staff, Gundy and Gleason, and then the execution by Sanders and Chuba Hubbard, Dylan Stoner, all those guys, uh, was really phenomenal with the loss of Tylen Wallace. But now you look at the Cowboy offense that, you know, we would have sat here what, October, th- so four weeks ago, we would have sat here and talked about the triplets, Spencer Sanders and Chuba Hubbard and Tylen Wallace, and you've got these three playmakers, and what's the ceiling for this team? Could they win these last two games? You know, if they beat West Virginia and Oklahoma, win the bowl game, that's a 10-win season. How phenomenal would that be? Now, you don't have Spencer Sanders. You don't have Tylen Wallace. It's just Chuba Hubbard. He's your last uh, of the triplets who's remaining. I, I do think that this offense – uh, we'll be able to move the ball with Drew Brown. I, I don't think that this is going to be like last year's TCU game or last year's Kansas State game with a complete inability to get a first down. And I do think that this is going to be a game where Chuba Hubbard is going to have to touch the ball probably 30, maybe 30-plus 30 times uh, in this game for Oklahoma State to win. I think for Drew Brown to be successful, you're going to need West Virginia to be selling out to stop the run. You're going to need to be having just enough run success that you can use play action and put Drew Brown in situations to be successful. What you don't want to see is Drew Brown all day facing third and seven and third and nine and third and 12. That, that's just going to be uh, a recipe for disaster. E- even with Drew Brown as opposed to Spencer Sanders, again, he's not trotting onto the football field for the first time. You've got to allow him to be a quarterback. It cannot be run, run, pass, punt. You, you can't just go run, run, pass, punt just because you have a new quarterback in there. You have to let him run the offense. You know, if, if West Virginia has got eight in the box and you've only got six blockers, that might not be the best play to run the ball. Maybe you go play action on that play and you try to hit Stoner deep or Landon Wolf on a quick out or Braden Johnson, Jelani Woods, one of those guys over the middle. Do something to, to keep West Virginia honest. That, that's what Spencer Sanders did with his legs, and that's what Drew Brown's going to have to do with his arm on Saturday. He's going to have enough, going to have to have enough success throughout the game to keep West Virginia honest and keep them from loading up and shutting down Chuba Hubbard. I know everybody would like to think that there's no possible way that Chuba Hubbard could be shut down. Uh, and when I say shut down, I mean, you know, 25 carries for 100 yards. That's shutting down Chuba Hubbard. Um, but what, what West Virginia, I don't think, 
well, they're going to try not to allow Chuba Hubbard to have a 25-carry, 250-yard game where he breaks a couple of big ones. And I, I obviously you'd love for him to be able to do that, but I do think that they're going to have to be more creative with how they get the ball to Chuba Hubbard, whether that's in the screen game, some halfback slip screens, maybe you can catch West Virginia in a blitz. Uh, Chuba had a couple of those last week, went for nearly 50 yards, get the ball in his hands that way, get him out in the open field. I don't think it's going to be as simple as just turning around and handing it, handing it to him off left guard and off right guard and running it right down West Virginia's throats. I, I don't think that that is going to be the recipe for Oklahoma State. So we'll see what the offense looks like. Hopefully they can get the job done without Spencer Sanders. Uh, You feel terrible, terrible for Spencer, uh, but you hope that Drew Brown makes the most of of his shot. You know, he's been waiting for this shot. And best of luck to Drew Brown. Uh, He came over from Hawaii, believed in Oklahoma State, wanted to be a part of what Oklahoma State has going on, uh, and you hope that he can can make the most of his, his chance with the Cowboys. Real quickly, let's talk a little uh, Cowboy basketball because on the other side, I do want to talk about the college football playoff rankings and kind of what that looks like, how it's shaping out in college football and how Spencer Sanders' uh, injury might impact the college football playoff. Oklahoma State landed a commit today for the 2020 class, another Texas Titan. It is pretty much the Oklahoma State Titans at this point. Uh, Oklahoma State now has Cade Cunningham, Rondell Walker, and today they added three-star forward Montreal Pena. Uh, he is viewed as a little bit more of a long-term project. He uh, He's a bigger guy, about 6'8", 6'9", and needs to get in the gym, needs to uh, put on some weight. With the commitment from Montreal Pena, it now brings Oklahoma State's class rank to number 13 overall on 247 Sports, uh, which is obviously phenomenal. That's huge with Cade Cunningham, obviously, uh, Rondell Walker. Uh, on that team on the Nike EYBL circuit, Montreal Pena averaged 8.8 points per game on 74% shooting from the field. He also averaged 2.4 rebounds and 1.1 blocks per game. So he had several offers. Uh, He had offers from Baylor, TCU, Wake Forest, uh, and then some other smaller offers, and he committed to Oklahoma State to play with his two former uh, AAU teammates in Cade Cunningham and Rondell Walker. So that's big for the Cowboys to land Montreal Pena. Now, uh, the next thing that everyone's kind of waiting for is JT Thor. JT Thor is, you know, nobody's ever a lock until they commit and sign their name on the paper. But JT Thor, the 247 Sports Crystal Ball, has him 100% Oklahoma State. Their lead expert, Jerry Meyer, has him as an Oklahoma State guy. He's currently listed at 6'8", 190. He's a four-star, according to 247 Sports, but he ranks out 98.25 out of 100. Uh, So this would be huge for Oklahoma State to land JT Thor. This would likely get Oklahoma State's recruiting class into the top five. Uh, just ahead of Texas Tech, which would be big time for Oklahoma State to try to put something really special together next year in what will likely be Cade Cunningham's one season in Stillwater. So exciting stuff going on for Cowboy basketball. Uh, Speaking of Cowboy basketball, it was a pleasure to meet Chase Carpenter, one of the listeners here on Locked on Pokes earlier, and give him the tickets to tomorrow's game against West Virginia. Not West Virginia. Why did I say West Virginia? That's football. Tomorrow is Western Michigan at Gallagher-Iba Arena. Uh, Chase Carpenter won the uh, contest earlier in the week and won those tickets, so he will be 
headed to Gallagher Iba Arena tomorrow, as I hope many of you will be, to create a rocking atmosphere for Oklahoma State. I've said it before. I will say it again. Start to build the culture now. Don't just wait until next year and go show up to watch Cade Cunningham. Lindy Waters, uh, Thomas DeZagua, Cameron McGriff, those seniors, they deserve you to come out and get Gallagher Iba Arena rocking for everything that they've gone through in this rebuild at Oklahoma State. Uh, they've really been a part of getting this program back on solid ground under Mike Boynton and, and leading it into what is hopefully the next big-time era of Oklahoma State Cowboy basketball. So if you're able to, get on up there to Gallagher-Iba Arena. Uh, all right, before I get out of here, I want to remind everybody to hit up DoorDash. This weather today, it's cold, it's rainy, the wind's blowing out of the north, same thing's happening tomorrow. Don't go out. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCKED on. That's all caps, one word, locked on. If you're listening on the go and you can't visit DoorDash right now, you can find this offer and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at lockedonpodcast.com slash offers. Glad everyone is with me. Don't go anywhere. After the break, I'm talking college football playoff and how Spencer Sanders' injury will impact one team's chances of making it to the final four. That's coming up next here on Locked on Pokes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm back here wrapping things up on this wild Thursday, as we have learned earlier today that Spencer Sanders will be out for the remainder of the season after having surgery on the injured thumb. That injury suffered on Saturday against Kansas. Uh, Drew Brown, assuming that nothing goes wrong at practice, any injuries, anything of that nature, I would seriously expect Drew Brown to take the field. Rumors about him being injured at practice are just that, rumors. There's been nothing to substantiate that. Uh, I would I would be shocked if Drew Brown did not start the game for Oklahoma State on Saturday. Uh, now, I mentioned earlier that I was going to take a look at the weather in Morgantown. It's supposed to be okay if the rain holds off. It's currently supposed to rain Saturday afternoon in Morgantown. So as long as that rain does hold off until the afternoon, then it should be fine uh, for for Drew Brown. But, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be close as to whether it starts raining. It's supposed to start raining at 1 o'clock on Saturday in Morgantown is what I'm currently showing. Of course, the game will be kicking off at, uh, at noon in Morgantown. It'll be 11 o'clock our time, so it'll be noon in Morgantown. And uh, it's supposed to be about 45 degrees at kickoff. Low winds, though, so shouldn't be too bad for Drew Brown as long as that rain holds off. If he has to go out and play his first uh, start as an Oklahoma State Cowboy in cold rain in Morgantown, that would be tough. So the weather certainly something to keep an eye on as we head toward uh, Saturday's matchup between Oklahoma State and West Virginia. Let's talk a little college football playoff. Didn't have time to get to it yesterday. The top 10, still nothing changed at the top. Uh, LSU, Ohio State, and Clemson are the top three. It'll be really interesting to me to see whether the committee leaves LSU at number one the rest of the way because there's a huge difference between one and two. If LSU and Ohio State both 
go undefeated, one of those two is going to have to play Clemson in the first round. And the difference between playing Clemson in the first round and playing either Oregon or Utah or Penn State or Oklahoma, that difference is massive. So the difference between one and two is huge. It'll be interesting to see what the committee does there as Ohio State has the big matchup with Penn State and the Big Ten title game. LSU has a couple of cupcakes uh, and then the matchup against Georgia likely in the SEC championship game. So Georgia currently falls in at four. No surprise there. Alabama stayed at five ahead of Oregon and Utah, even with the injury to Tua Tungvaluwa. I think Alabama, assuming they beat Auburn, will remain ahead of Oregon and Utah until conference championship weekend. And then I do think that whoever wins that conference championship game will jump Alabama, assuming that both of those teams still have one loss. Uh, now, what does that mean for Oklahoma and the Big 12? Oklahoma sitting at ninth at 9-1. Nine and one. Uh, Well, I, I actually think that Spencer Sanders' injury hurts OU. And, and here's why. If Spencer Sanders were playing, I think Oklahoma State would have a better chance to pull off that upset. But Oklahoma would still be a favorite. And assuming that Oklahoma would win that game, that game looks a whole lot better and much more of an impressive win on the road against Spencer Sanders and Chuba Hubbard than it does against Drew Brown and Chuba Hubbard. That's just that's just the reality. That's the narrative. And no matter how good Drew Brown looks on Saturday against West Virginia, he's still not the guy who won the job. He's still not the, st- the starter. He's still not the guy who people know. So I think that that hurts uh, Oklahoma a bit, not being able to go up against Spencer Sanders in that final game of the season. I'm assuming all the two lost teams have already been eliminated. I know that Baylor has already been eliminated, even if they went out and win the Big 12 Conference Championship. Uh, Baylor's at 14th right now. They're behind three two-loss teams, and they're behind all of the other one-loss Power 5 teams. Uh, So Baylor is certainly not getting in. Oklahoma State fell in at 21 in this week's rankings. Uh, If Oklahoma State beats West Virginia on Saturday, you would think that they would stay in that top 25 even with no Spencer Sanders Uh, and then whether they finish the season in the top 25 would probably depend on how they fare here in a couple of weeks in Bedlam so Spencer Sanders uh, injury impacting more than just Oklahoma State Uh, as far as West Virginia goes West Virginia currently sits at four and six on the season and they would really like to get bowl eligible. So they will be motivated to play this Saturday against Oklahoma State. They have not quit on Neil Brown. They've got two games left. They're hosting Oklahoma State, missing its starting quarterback. Drew Brown obviously will be starting. And then they're at TCU the following week. Neil Brown's going to have his team pumped up trying to make a bowl game. So I do think West Virginia will put its best foot forward. I'll give you my score prediction tomorrow. I want you to tweet me yours today, uh, all your thoughts about Oklahoma State football. What do you think you're going to get out of Drew Brown? Uh, you know, Do you think it's going to be enough? Do you think Chuba Hubbard will be as successful without the threat of a quarterback run game, keeping some of those defenders honest and send me your score prediction as well do you think Oklahoma State gets it done in uh, in Morgantown on Saturday all right that's a wrap for today tomorrow I'll talk uh, some about the Cowgirl soccer matchup which is at one o'clock tomorrow afternoon against Santa Clara so Another great podcast tomorrow. Uh, I'll be bringing you my score prediction as well and my final Oklahoma State-West Virginia preview as well as taking a look at some of the big games around the conference and around the country. Thanks, everyone, for being with me for another edition of Locked on Pokes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. 